Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is a bonus episode on the Hashtag Mary Biz podcast with Dan Norris. Welcome to Mary Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our Mary Biz on. We are so super duper excited. We are back in the studio with the one and only, the Dan Norris. Yay! (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Do you know that your episodes are some of the most top ranked, highly rated episodes ever? The top. top I know it's not your favourite. No. Because I heard you on the Mark Manson one say that that was your favourite. But (laughs) this could beat it. Okay. I think it will. We'll I think it will. Um, because these episodes are always so much fun because we're together in the studio and the conversation is just always good. Emma, what are we talking about today? We want to talk about your new book, Dan Norris. Which one? Create or hate. Oh, that one. Yes. I've it, got two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do. Okay. Well, yeah. we can talk a little bit about the, the beer book. No, it's okay. We can talk about create or hate if you want. Yeah. I want to talk about that. It's not actually out at this moment but like that we're talking in real but, life but, but i think it will be out when we publish this podcast yeah no, it should it be is. out on the 4th of october okay yeah it is out it is out guys because we i we've only going to publish it once it's out oh yeah okay so it's definitely <laughs> out and it's probably definitely free right now on amazon right Unless they listen to it a week after. Yeah. After oh, but yeah. right now, on the day okay. that we publish this episode, <laughs> that is so the book funny. is free. Free. It's going to be free for a week from the 4th of October. So if you're okay. listening to it between the 4th and the 11th, then it's free. <laughs> and if not, it'll be like $3. So it's less than coffee either way. And everyone buy it. <laughs> everyone go and buy it right now. And you could read it in the time that this podcast is probably over. Yes. Because no. you will not be able to put it down. No, I think it will take longer than half an hour to read. We might keep talking. What if we talk for an hour and a half? Well, people read books fast too. Like yeah. people have had my seven day startup book and said I read it in two hours. Shit. See? Re- oh, I just swore. Is now we have to put it explicit. Everyone, you can. No, you <laughs> can beep it out. Just get a little bit of audio. Cause beep. Yeah, we can. We never do that. We never though. do that. Don't you? No. So I read the book. Like when you kind of first finished it, it might have been, it might have had changes now, but I couldn't put it down. I just read and read and read and read. So that's like the sign of a good book where it's like, stuff everything else, stuff real life. I just want to read this book because it was so bloody good. Thanks, Mary. Congratulations on that. I started reading um, it when we were in this room having a meeting about it and there was a couple other people in here and they were talking and I was like, shut (laughs) up. That that was me, that other person. I was like, just let me read the book. Like, I'm so interested. The first chapter especially, which is like your story, Dan, and like it's like telling, like, and I know it already, but like reading it, I don't know, it was like I just had this smile on my face. Yeah, you were smiling. Oh, my God, it's amazing. So cool. So, like, what made you write a book called Create or Hate? Uh, well, because I, I, I really love that Ricky Gervais quote, which I'll probably stuff up, but it, it's something like it's easier to... Um, Do you want me to Google it? Yeah, you should Google it. It's I'll a really Google good... It. It's, it's something about it's easier to create yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing and criticise others than yeah, create something and be criticised by others. Something like that. And, and I keep sharing that quote, and I love Ricky Gervais because he's a bloody legend. Um, and then so I started sharing a quote which was um, don't take hate from people who don't create yeah. and I was just sharing it because it kind of rhymes Yeah. and then so those two words just sort of like entered into my head and then I kept yeah. thinking about them and then I thought of the idea create or hate. Far out 
That's and a good name. Yeah, and then the domain was available. And then I had this idea for the story. I had a dream about the story. And then I had this idea for the cover, which all worked really well. And everything just fell into the place. And I wrote it in three days. How did you write it? Because I had my, my challenge, my seven-day startup challenge. Yeah. And then I told everyone I'd write it by the end of the... Well, I wrote the first 5,000 words when we were on our way over to the US. Yeah. And then I had 10,000 to go. And so, have you found the quote? I have the quote. It's better to create something that others criticize yeah. than to create nothing and criticize others. Boom. Go create. Have yeah. fun. Go yeah, that's Ricky. a good one. So, it's, it's also like, so it's better to create something, but it's also like <clears throat> much easier to criticize other people. Mm. Yeah. Which is another part mm. of it. It's like, like, you know what you're supposed to do, but it's actually a lot e- easier to have an immediate re- reaction to something that's negative that someone else has made. And so, those two pieces of it, I thought, like form like you've got part of you that that makes it it's almost like a natural response sometimes to be negative towards something that someone else has made and you see it all the time on social media Mm -hmm. and and like one person's negative reaction encourages everyone else Mm. to be negative and all of a sudden like everyone's just hating on this thing that someone Mm. made yeah and um so there's both sides of it how long like when you first had the idea of writing about this topic like did it take you to go from idea to actually writing it Oh, pretty much instantaneously. So we, so when we flew to the US, I had about 10,000 words left to write on yeah. the brewery book, which is called Operation mm. Brewery. And that was how I, how I built my brewery. We, we wrote a book about that. Mm. And then because I don't like flying and I like to be occupied on planes, I finished those 10,000 words on that flight. And then I did another 5,000 words, which is the first words of this one. Yeah. And then, and then it was probably, I don't know when it was after that, but it was maybe a few weeks after that, I had my challenge and I said I'd finish mm-hmm. the yeah. first draft of by the end of the challenge. And I got to the day before and I hadn't started because I'd been busy working on the challenge. So then I just smashed out all the words yeah. on that last day. I remember like we all, because we weren't sitting next to each other on that flight. And we got off our flight, you got off <laughs> your flight. And yeah. it was like, you did this and we watched movies. <laughs> well, whatever you have to do to get through plane flight. Yeah, pretty funny. But, but I also remember we got to our friend's house in Ojai. Ojai. Ojai in America, in California. Ojai. And I think like... I, I remember, I maybe, like, I did, I don't think I made up this conversation. I'm pretty sure we had it. You were, like, self-doubting the book and the idea and, like, whether yeah. anyone needed to read it. Yeah. Or that it had already been written. Yeah. 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 So, I want to talk about that because, like, that's kind of like your own personal hater, right? And, like, you talk about mm. that in the book. And isn't it funny that you had that conversation with yourself? About in, the about book. About the book. I know. That is on, on that exact topic. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Because I think... I think like, because cause nothing's ever been written the same, but you always think like, does this story really need to be told? Yeah. And is it any different? Like as an entrepreneur, I'm always thinking like, mm. you have to do stuff that's different to everything else. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. you just don't get noticed. Yeah. Um, but then there's just a, a bunch of mantras that I use. Like there was that quote from that guy, I can't pronounce his name, but it's um, something like everything has already been said once. But since no one was listening, everything has to be said again. Andres. Andres oh, yeah, Jude yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, I can't, some yeah, French name. Great quote. Um, so there was quotes like that that I was thinking. And also, like you were saying, because what I really wanted to write was a book like Big Magic for my audience. Yeah. yeah. Because, because I'm always telling people to read Big Magic, but my audience is like a lot of dudes and like they don't really look at like a bright pink colour and be like, yeah, I'm going to rush out and yeah. grab that yeah. book. And it's also not necessarily for entrepreneurs. It's yeah. more about like being creative and mm. like doing it as a hobby and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so I, I wanted to write like my version of something like that or something like um, Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art, which is mm. like a book where you can just pick it up and you'll get something from it. Mm. You'll read it in an hour and then you'll get on with work and, yeah. and creating stuff. So I wanted to create a version of that, but I think I was just a bit worried that it didn't need to exist since these other ones existed. Yeah. And you kind of reminded me that... Um, for my audience, it doesn't really exist. Yeah. yeah. And with my stories, it doesn't really exist. Yeah. I remember that conversation so yeah. clearly. And because we were like, we want to read it. Like, you have to write it. Cause yeah. yeah. Like, if, I was just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, of course you're going to bloody write the book. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but you you do, you have that, those weird, crazy thoughts in your head. Like, who, like, who am I to do this? Like, who am I to mm. create something that people are going to want? And other people have done it already. And, like, it's just this weird, like, self-talk that goes on and spins yeah. around. And I guess a lot of people listen to that. And that's what I think I got from your book. Like, like don't listen to that. Actually, like, focus on the creating aspect and, like, just do it. 
Yeah, well, I think I think what happens is people people don't focus on the creating part of it; they focus on the success part of it. So, uh, like, you write you write a book, and so true. like the work required so to true. write a book is nothing to do with the success of the book. It's so just true. you actually just have to turn up and put your fingers on the keyboard, yeah. and punch it out, mm. and that's that's what that's the work you have to do. But then the way everyone judges it, and the way you judge it, is is like how much of an impact it has, which is a lot of times is out of your hands. Mm. Um, unless you're going to go on a crazy marketing thing and you've got a huge audience and you're going to swap, you know, do deals with people to promote your stuff. I mean, mm. for the most part, people create stuff and then the world judges whether or not it's good. And um, if you get too caught up in the whether or not it's good, it's going to stop you from creating stuff. Yeah. And so the, the, the things that I've created that ended up being quite good I really had absolutely no idea if they would be like the seven day startup, which if I didn't write that book, I wouldn't be a writer. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be writing this book because I wouldn't mm. even know that I was a writer. Mm. Um, but I, j- I just wrote that. I remember uploading it to Amazon, just thinking like this, it kind of looks like a book. Like it sounds mm. like a book. I could sort of picture that people would buy this, but I had no idea. Like the original intention was to just give it away for free. I had no idea if anyone was going to find it on Amazon, if people would like it, but <clears throat> If you get back to that, the work required to do it is just to actually create something. Yeah. yeah. Then success or failure, you know, obviously you'd much prefer something to be successful. But if you can get into the state where you just know that you're going to be better off in one way or another if you create more things, yeah. then that's, I think it's better to focus on that. And there's, there's bits of the book where I talk about that where there's lots of examples where things have come out in their time and not been successful. Mm-hmm. And so... If you were that person, yeah. if you're like the guy who wrote Moby Dick and it wasn't regarded as successful in at the time, would you be like, oh, this is shit? Yeah. This is a wasted effort? Well, you wouldn't be because, well, I mean, you would be then, but looking back on it, you'd be silly to do yeah. that. Yeah. And so, it's like, well, who's that? Uh, was it Picasso, his work as well? No, like, not the, Picasso. I think it one was one of the famous painters. I don't know who. I don't think it was Picasso. Oh, one it's of not that uncommon for creative people because... Yeah. because like a lot of the times they're kind of misunderstood as well. They're like yeah, kind of yeah. so far to the side of like, I'm just going to make shit and whatever. That yeah. Yeah, they're not really understood. Well, they're not mainstream. It's not like mainstream. They're doing something so crazy and so different or before their time. Yeah. That I think like lots of the old, old artists were like that. And it was like, that's like, it's so not what is popular now, but mm. then it became popular. So maybe Picasso right at the start, but I'm pretty sure he got fame, like really famous and well-known as he got older. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know but yeah, lots you, of people do get caught up in that. Like people try to make hits for everything they do. And yeah. it's, I think like with my story, I've learned that this actual success part of the equation is pretty random. Mm. And I know I've enjoyed some success over the last few years. And really the only reason is because I've just made a lot of shit. Yeah. And some of mm. it has not been successful and some of it has been. But I can't really, still can't predict which one's going to be successful and which one's not. But I can predict that. If I make more stuff, then I'm increasing my chances. Mm. Of yeah, so well, true. Yeah, there's so a, true. There's a higher percentage. If you have more stuff, there's a higher percentage that one of them is going to be yeah. successful. So you just got to keep doing. And I think yeah. like that's a really important message for entrepreneurs because like you know we can put all this focus on like one thing and it's like this is it, this is going to be it, and then it falls flat and you're like shit, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah. Oh, I said the f word. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <you> said- <laughs> f- oh my god, you're gonna have to be. The f- <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, and I think like we kind of like figured that out during our projects too. Like that's why it's important to like keep things like varied and like work Mm. on stuff that actually is interesting and you think it's going to work as well. Like do stuff just for fun Mm. as well as what you think is going to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of hard because like, I think if you get too caught up in what's successful, then then you kind of forget about like why you actually want to do it. Yeah. And like I... It's for me with books and stuff, like I actually just enjoy the process of mm. writing them. So it's nice if they sell lots of copies. Mm. If they don't, like the beer book has not ranked at all on Amazon. It's number 99 in the beer category, which is really not very good. But I just did the stats on it. It's three weeks old. We sold about six to $7,000 worth of books. Amazing. Which is, which is not far off how much beer we've sold. Like it's been, and we sold it, we, we crowdfunded 140 copies. We sold 100 copies via our website. We sold... Um, 40 via Amazon and we sold about 20 at the brewery. Yeah. So and good. so like even that's even 300 books, which like my first book sold 40,000 copies, yeah. which, and which, which is, which is successful to me. 300 is 
probably not successful to me, but for that, it's it's actually a good result. Yeah. And so, so I think I just enjoy the process of creating stuff, and I think people people can can try to be more like that. I think, and they can make more stuff. But but I think the issue is like with books like Big Magic, and it's and and another one is Steal Like an Artist, another mm-hmm. one that sort of inspired this. It's all about yes, follow your creativity and your passions and stuff, but don't actually expect that to turn into an income for you, mm-hmm. which to me is, I, I get that. But at the same time, me and my audience and you guys, mm. we're all in this to, to, to build a business yeah. mm. and, and to actually get some reward for what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think there needs to be like some angle to it where like you're creating stuff in the hope that it will be successful mm. and will turn into a brand that you yeah. can ideally monetize or you can build into something bigger, yeah. use it as a platform to talk around the world and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but if you get too far into that, then you just stop making stuff yeah. because you overthink it. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a real balance. I guess it's something to just like stay aware of, isn't it? Like in like when you notice yourself getting too like businessy, it's like, well, where's the joy? Yeah. Like can you add more yin? Yeah, more yin. More femininity. More femininity. Less masculinity. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Uh, Dan, do you have a favourite chapter of the book? Um, well, all the chapters are quite short. The book's quite short. So the idea is it's, I mean, it is sort of chapter-based, but um, I don't know if I have a favourite chapter. There's, there's like a, just a bunch of stories in there. There's stories yeah. about me, there's stories about other people. There's the start, which is like a dream I had, yeah. which is like the night before I wrote the book, I so had this cool. dream. That fitted in really well with the idea of the book. How do you remember your dreams? I don't know. Well, I just remember that, and I told Emma, "I'm like, oh, I had this dream. I don't know. Is this like any good?" And she's like, "Oh my god, that's amazing! You should put that in there." And then I visualized like doing yeah. it in animation and stuff, which I don't think I am going to do, at least not for now. Uh, but I like, can see that like, animation. So had, but like with the dream, because it's about this stick figure, like you were the stick figure. Yeah. So it's so the idea was like I was like going around this painting with this colored little like colored brush thing and i was like dabbing it like innocently walking around this like white surface like magic like magic like dabbing it in these little spaces and filling them with color and then there was someone else who looked exactly the same who was dabbing my brush and dulling the color in it so every time i did it that would dull my color and eventually i'd I'd run out of color so it was like a nice metaphor for this Mm. idea that if you like let the hate take over then it's going to just eat into your creativity and you're not going to make and you're not going to create anything yeah yeah and so, yeah, that was a good way to start it. So I kind of like that. And that resonated with um, quite a few people. Like the review readers, I've got good feedback from them. People like the, emp- the stuff around empathy and gratitude. Yeah. yeah. Because I think like the idea that... What is empathy? So, so I guess the, the idea of like just automatically hating something is just a, a sign that you just don't really have any understanding of what that person has gone through to make that. So mm-hmm. like... If you write a book and I'm just quickly quick to judge or you write a blog post and I'm just really quick to judge it and say, oh, that's shit. Mm. It just shows a complete lack of empathy for you. Mm. Like it's, mm. I, I, I don't know what it feels like to be you. I don't know what you went through to hit the publish button to share mm. what, you, you know, like I think someone at ProBlogger said, uh, Ed Dow said 5% of the population has written blog posts. You know, already you're in such a mm. massive, you've taken such a massive chance compared to the rest of the population mm. to actually put out what you're putting out into the world and then I've just gone and said, no, that's shit. Mm. Um, it just shows a massive lack of empathy. So I think if you can work on empathy and you can just try to put yourself in other people's shoes and understand what they've gone through to make something, it doesn't mean you have to like it, but it means you're much less quicker to judge. Yeah. And it also means that you'll realise, you'll feel that when you make something yourself. Mm. Um, or you won't feel it if you don't make anything yourself because you're just too overcome with hate. Yeah. So I think I think think when you're the sort of person that's making a lot of stuff, then you also have to be the sort of person that's supporting a lot of other people who make stuff. Mm, and you can't so just sit true. back and criticize because it's going to eat away at your creative pursuits as well. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. It's so mm. true. And it's probably something that I know like I've never really thought about that how empathy can help you be more creative. Yeah, so I've never thought yeah. like that. Empathy's like one of those things. It's like one of those universal topics like in the business world all good copywriters will like their job is empathy. Their job is basically, you know, I'm not going to tell you how many awesome features there are in my product. I'm going to tell you why you need my product Yeah. Mm. because I understand you better than you know, you understand yourself. Yeah. And therefore I understand your pain points. I understand how my product's going to solve those pains. That's what good copywriting is. That's what good marketing is. 
So empathy is like a core skill for any entrepreneur yeah. and I think creative as well. Mm. Very cool. The other thing in th- that I like about the, the what I wanted to talk about in the book is just this idea that's kind of an extension from Liz Gilbert's idea of everyone being creative. Yeah. And I think in Austin Cleon's book, he talks about like creativity equaling productivity. Mm. And so I've, I've talked about that a lot in my book because... I think like if the definition of creativity is you create a lot of stuff, then really all we're talking about is being productive Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you're not productive, you're not going to create anything. If you are super productive, then you're going to create a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and there's a chance that at least one or two of those things are going to be regarded as air quotes creative. Yeah. Mm. So I I think if if you focus on like if you want to be a creative person, it's quite a simple equation. You just have to create more stuff. Like like you don't have to... You like, need a magical power yeah. or a magical talent yeah. to be creative. And like there's That's no right. rules to what is actually creative. Like you don't yeah. have to create a, ma- a painting, a masterpiece. Like it could yeah. be like... It's not just art. It could be like yeah. cooking cookies. Like literally that is creating something yeah. and then that yeah. might lead to something else. I mean like that's... That's how we started our business. We yeah. cooked. We cooked something. Yeah. Like that we created that, and then that's where it's led us to where yeah. we are now. So that's kind of weird. To that's think right, that. and it's the unpredictability of it that I like. Like because my first book was all about you don't learn until you launch. Yeah, yeah. and this is the tagline wow. is successful people make things. I love that tagline. Yeah, so, so that's really interesting. So you don't learn until you launch. It's kind of the same thing. Like you don't learn yeah. anything until you do something. Yeah, and you can't predict. Like 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 all I know about success is that. Every successful person is pretty good at making something. Yes. But you can't predict success, I don't think. And I don't think you can predict that when you make something, it's going to be successful. So really, to me, the only answer is to be more productive and more more mm. creative in terms of making more things. Yeah. And that increases your chance of, of I, I guess, satisfaction, personal reward, and ultimately success. So, like, what stops people from being creative, do you think? Like, I know you talk about it in the book, but yeah. what are these things? So I think the like the idea of this this half of your personality being comprised of this hater, which is someone who is who has no empathy, has no gratitude, um, is quick to judge, is is overtaking your personality with fear because out of self preservation for itself, because um, you know if if you are ultimately creative and you've got no negativity and you're grateful and you're full of empathy and full of joy and you're just making stuff all day then hate doesn't exist so the hateful part of you exists to kind of destroy that creativity and fill you with excuses for reasons why you shouldn't make stuff and so i spent a bit of time in the book talking about like breaking down some of these excuses and how silly they are Mm -hmm. so like while while like you might tell yourself you don't have enough time for something or you don't have enough money for something Meanwhile, other people around the world who've got less time and less money have made mm. amazing things and people who have written about productivity will tell you that having less time and less money will make you more productive, yeah. mm, which so therefore good. means more creative. Yeah. So you can't whinge about no time and no oh money um, when the lack of time and lack of money are actually going to increase your <laughs> levels of creativity. <laughs> oh my God, it's funny. Wow. So Do you think weird. like the hater is required? In, like, like it's a part of us. And I guess it's whether like we listen to more the hate side or the create side, like. Yeah. But it's required, right? Like we do need it. Light and dark. Like, well, it's day. interesting. I was thinking about putting an article in the book. Uh, sorry, a chapter in the book at the end addressing that. Um, I decided against it because I decided like the the number one outcome of the book is for someone to pick it up mm-hmm. and put it down and go and make something yeah mm-hmm. so i wanted want it to be short but also i didn't want to fill them with like really deep things to think about i just mm. wanted to be like if you got this excuse it's bullshit if you got this excuse it's bullshit go out and make something mm. but there is definitely an interesting conversation around the idea of remember when we were uh, traveling in the u.s and we listened to that podcast from the guy who was like the storyteller and he was talking yeah. about comedy oh, being yeah. the dark art yeah. yeah and the idea of stand-up comedians who are basically seen as like the, yeah. the most jovial the funniest the most creative, those people are driven by such a dark anger yeah. that they just, that's just the way they express it. Yeah. Um, so I think there's definitely something to be said for this like hater side of you actually causing some level of creativity mm. that's more extreme than it would otherwise be. Mm. Yeah. Um, which I don't talk about in the book at all because I don't think it would actually make people 
create more yeah. things. But yeah. it's definitely an interesting thing that does exist. Like if you look around at people who've, who've like super embraced their creative side, like actors and musicians and creatives and, um, and writers, like those guys often have a really dark side mm. and, and comedians like once you get below the surface, they often yeah. have a really yeah. dark side that's kind of driven by something that isn't just like I want to make people laugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's a pretty dangerous place to go. Yeah. yeah. But it's also like, so for example, your book could make me aware of the hater within me and then I would be inspired. Oh, that's, I'm aware now that's my hater. Now I'm going to smack that back down and now create yeah. something. So it's like that balance of like, Oh yeah, I'm aware of that. Maybe that's just a fear. Maybe that's yeah. just like mm. like labeling the hater and then using it to then turn it into something creative and not like being aware but not listening. It's mm. also noticing in in other people because like I've I found and this is like the last couple of years I've sort of gone through this transition where I used to be quite negative on social media. Yeah. And I I used to kind of attract other people that were negative on social media. And once I saw it, like one of the things I got in the book is zero tolerance for negativity. Mm-hmm. So because that's just going to increase the hater and it's just going to kill any creative pursuits. Mm. So um, I noticed that with other people now when they're negative about people making stuff, like I, it, I just cr- cringe. Like I just feel it in my stomach when I see these people posting on social media and just hating on stuff. I'm like, do you realise like mm. not, only, not only you never make anything because all you do is hate on other people's yeah. stuff – but you're also preventing everyone else around you from making oh. anything because that hate is rubbing off on them. Yeah. So so it's it's noticing it in yourself, but it's also noticing it in other people and staying away from it, immediately yeah. recognizing it. Like, as you guys say, putting up a shield. Or in my case, I just generally just don't hang around people like that. Yeah. No matter who they are. Isn't it weird? Oh. It's so it's so weird when you realize how much other people's energy, words can have an impact like how yeah. much they can impact you and your decisions and what you work on and then as soon as you're aware of it then you can like start Choose. choosing yeah. who goes away and it's like wow like life just gets better well community is a really good reason so i've got my facebook group where if anyone's negative they just get kicked out on mm-hmm. the spot and there's no there's no even i mean even if people are constructive i just don't want people to hate yeah. on other people's shit that they just even if even if they they think they're helping them, I just don't want them to be negative to other yeah, people because yeah. I know it kills creativity. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I've been in other groups where there's just, there's a couple of members of that group that are so like everyone listens to them in, in that group, but they're almost 100% negative every time they open yeah. their mouth and 100% critical. And so it means the whole group like it just loses this positive vibe and the whole group just ends up being negative hating yeah. on everyone else well, and it's like everyone, well, what's the point of this yeah and everyone's like feeding off each yeah. other's negativity so that's yeah. growing then no one ends up creating anything cool whereas like you create a group like yours and like our community where yeah. it's like positive like amazing. positivity like that's it like yeah. we don't want anyone's negative vibes in our group and we like we'll delete comments or we'll just say no like only good good things to say mm-hmm. on this page like that's what we want mm-hmm. and then yeah. that grows so yeah. and 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 you if you don't look out for this stuff you don't notice it and you just think yeah. it's normal to be like in this group whinging about stuff because I was in I was in this group I'm thinking of um and I just one day I'm just like what the fuck am I doing in here like I'm just I'm literally logging in here paying out other people for what they're doing and I just, oh I just thought God. this is ridiculous yeah. like this is a complete waste of time yeah it is like that's what I think hell? that's the biggest realization is like you're wasting your time mm. hating on other people or reading this hate or like getting anywhere involved with the hate, it's just a waste of time. Do you yeah. think humans were always like this or is this like a newer thing with social media? No, I think like, well, I mean, there's always been critics. It's yeah. just like everyone has a voice now and I think uh, it's easier. Yeah, okay. It's much easier. It's just a lot easier to hate than it is to make yeah. something. Okay. Yeah, it's, and that's It's a lot point. easier. And yeah. it's easier to fall into that trap of, you know, like people owe me stuff, society owes me stuff. Yeah. And oh, I'm just going to sit back and complain about yeah. it. Um, and that, But that's why there's so few people are actually able to go out and be, you know, stand out successful because yeah. it's actually really hard to like make all this stuff, put it out into a yeah. world where it's probably going to get criticised yeah. for all yeah. hell. So um, true. It takes time to develop a thick skin. It takes time to accept that failure is part of everything you do when, yeah. you're, when you're creating a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, a lot of people just get beaten down by that and give up. But yeah. I think if you can push through it and realise that, that, that really it is just a simple equation where both these sides exist in every person and some people are just overrun by the hate mm-hmm. side of it yeah. and some people aren't. And the, and the people that are, um, you know, you can be empathetic towards that too because they mm-hmm. might not even realise that. You know, they might have gone through a lot of shit. Um, so true. They, 
it's just, it's just normal for them. It's because the people they hang out with, the way they're brought up, they probably don't even realise that what they're doing is actually stopping the people around them from yeah. being more creative. Mm. Yeah, so interesting. Oh my gosh. Okay, so what about gratitude? Because like you mentioned that, we're big fans of gratitude. Yeah. Like, it's a game changer. Game changer. Game changer. Gratitude is a game changer. <laughs> um, we were quoted on that. I know. <laughs> Someone actually like set up a Facebook group and it starts with, Gratitude, Gratitude is the game changer. changer. The Merry Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the um, description of the page. Yeah, you should own that. You should own that and start putting that on your quotes and stuff. We should. Merry, Merry Anne, can you please make that quote? Yes. We love you, Anne. Um, okay, so let's talk about that. Like, where did you first learn that term and when you started to be more grateful? Like, how did your life change? Yeah. And, yeah, when did all that happen? Happen, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have influenced that a lot. Um... I think in terms of like how it impacts on creativity, I think it's... Well, there's a couple of things. One is if, if you're just immediately going to be negative about something that someone else made. Like, like I see this all the time. Like, like the, iPhone, the new iPhone comes out and everyone's hating on it. Oh, my gosh. Everyone's Why hating on it. And it's like it literally... <laughs> this is, I mean, this is literally like one of the most amazing pieces of technology that mankind has ever created. I mean, it has to be because the iPhone was and this is better than the iPhone yeah. because it's the newest mm. iPhone. So yeah. we're talking about something that has literally changed the world and, and and produced a generation that can do what we do and create yeah. stuff nonstop oh and have access. I mean, you know, like if you go back 100 years and present them with a the new iPhone, they would be like, what the hell is this? Like, this is amazing. But we initially, our initial reaction is always just, oh, this is crap. They took the headphone jack away. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I just like, that's crazy. I what? don't even understand yeah. why peop- people were putting status updates on facebook complaining about it yeah i'm just like why would you even bother doing that don't like, get the new iphone 7 yeah, yeah. Don't, but i yeah. bet in six months you'll probably love it like yeah. it's just changed dude. well it's just like, the, it, this happens all over like I'm, when this computer came out i rem- remember because i've had that same computer the macbook air that yeah. it's in front of me now for five years when it came out Everyone bagged it because it didn't have a CD-ROM drive. Yeah. And this was like the sexiest, <laughs> most amazing thing you've ever seen, this computer. <laughs> yeah, and now, and you never needed a bloody CD drive. No. no one uses CDs anymore. Um, but, no. that's, but that's like, to me, that's an example of it's just very easy to criticise something that yeah. someone else made, especially when you can't tie that back to one person. Yeah. Wow. The, 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 bigger the, oh. the bigger the group gets, wow. you know, the, the less empathy you have for the yeah. group. Yeah. So like okay. a company like Apple, one of the biggest businesses on earth, you just have zero empathy for it. So, like, like these people who, who you know, kiss their kids, good, uh, drop their kids off to school in the morning, go to Apple, do a solid day's work, like, pour their heart and soul into the creativity yeah. of it, produce a product that, that is one of the best products that mankind has ever seen, and then go home and kiss their kids goodnight. Like, like people have no empathy for that because they can't, they don't know that person, they yeah. can't understand that person. They just see a big company yeah. and they hate on it immediately. And so I think it, it, it's empathy and it's gratitude, like, you can just think about that differently. Like I, I, I'm very, very grateful that Apple exists and that the iPhone was created mm. because our life would be shit without it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think, and, and having that gratitude means, it, it simply means that you're going to be less hateful and if you're less hateful, you, you're going to be more creative. Well, there's that yeah. quote where like you, I think I sent it to you or maybe it's in your book. I don't know where like you can't be grateful and angry at the angry same time. Angry at the same time. Like yeah. you actually can't. Yeah. So it's like, well, if you are more grateful, you're going to be less angry. Yeah. yeah. Less angry. Like I guess like there might be some people who like use create when they're angry. Like I'm sure that's a thing. But like for me personally, like if I'm angry, I it can't stops create. creativity. Yeah. yeah. But do you know what is really interesting? Like I was in a pretty bad mood the other day because I was tired. Then I wrote that blog post that I was telling you guys about and – I felt so much better. Like yeah. just, so creating actually also helps your moods as yeah, well. well like, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, like people like us, like that's what, that's really why we do what we do. Like I, you know, people call me an entrepreneur and, and, and as someone who is an entrepreneur, you, you kind of think like you exist to make money, but really the only joy I get from any of this is is the making stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and most most people who are bloggers or crea- creators so or or designers or entrepreneurs like if you could take money out of the equation that that they'd be happy to make stuff and be recognized for that yeah. stuff it's so, so true. true i mean like it's like when we launch something and make a bunch of money it's like 
I don't like. Yes, exciting, but it doesn't give me like this. I'm more excited about the fact that we yeah. created this book. Yeah, that we yeah. created these recipes. Yeah, that they might change people's lives. Yeah. Like that's the exciting. And part. I think yeah. that. Was and, and also the work. Like like if you think if if you think about your day as being made up of you know hours that you spend doing stuff, you never really spend time making money. You, you only spend time doing work. Yeah, and, and it's 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 either do you want to be doing consumption work or do you want to be doing creative work yeah and almost all of us would rather like i i have a thing in the book which is like create more than you consume yeah i love yeah. that so like people like us i think do that because we know that writing the blog posts and creating the books and making oh the God. recipes and doing the podcast interviews and all of that stuff and posting on instagram like making stuff is 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 the the fuel that we use to, to go after success, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And, and so we're like really driven by that that making stuff. But a lot of people are way too driven by consuming stuff. Yeah. And, and they will spend, you know, all night watching Netflix and they'll spend all day listening to podcasts and and uh, being addicted to entrepreneurography and watching entrepreneurship <laughs> videos. <laughs> and Did you make that up? No, I didn't make it up. I claim it, claim it. it. I've never, I've never heard, heard it. it. I actually, <laughs> the irony of it, I did get that from an entrepreneurship video. That I was consuming. <laughs> That's well, yeah. funny. It's a, it was from a video from uh, Vuza. I don't know if you've seen those guys. No. I interviewed them on my podcast. Oh, they're the ones really that funny. pretend to be yeah. on to like oh. make fun of other yeah. entrepreneurs. You should oh, put it in funny. the in the show notes for this. It's a video. Okay. It's really okay. Funny. Oh, but, funny. But yeah, people get you know people get addicted to consuming stuff. Yeah. And really, you can't create while you consume. So you, no. so you need to just decide. So I'm going to create more, or I'm going to consume more. Yeah. And well, um, I think create more is, is really it's going to give you more satisfaction, more chance of success. Yeah. Well, you mentioned in your talk the other day that you want to write more books than you consume. Yeah. So well, that, that was kind of a, it's kind of a joke, but yeah. But are you going to do it? I'd probably not because oh. I, I don't. How I've many books ca- have you re- read? Not that many. Not that many. Well, but stop reading. <laughs> no, no, I'd have to, <laughs> more I'd have more to stop. <laughs> I have to stop, and I don't know how many I read in school and stuff. So that's that's not doesn't going to happen. But I I don't mind that idea. I I I would much rather be writing a book than reading a book. Wow, yeah, cool. Yeah, I love that. Me too. Oh my gosh, now I'm like inspired to write more every time I talk to you. Boom. Like, oh, <laughs> I really need to write more. I really want to write more. So that's really exciting. Oh my gosh. I'm excited about more this questions. book, Dan. I'm excited. Any more questions? Well, we definitely have what more do you, like, What's your vision for this book? Like you want to get people to read it quickly and then go create something. Like that's the idea, right? Yeah, and I also wanted to like broaden what I'm doing mm. out from you know, just people launching businesses yeah. to, to broader creative stuff because yeah. – I think I think it's all pretty universal. Like all like these ideas of the seven day startup of being like, you know, you actually don't know what something is going to happen until you do it. Like it's pretty much a universal idea. It's not just for business. So I yeah. kind of wanted to write something that was a little broader, wasn't just a business book. Mm. Yeah. Um, but also write a book that that brings some of these elements from outside the business world into the business world. Like you don't really hear too much about empathy and gratitude no. in business books. Uh, maybe in your audience, you probably do a little bit. In my audience, not so much. So I wanted to kind of combine yeah. the two. Oh, no, but do you I know think what? it's so good because it's so true. Like in not, like business entrepreneurial space, yeah. you don't hear that. Our space when we're in business entrepreneurial, but then we're also in health and wellness business. It's very much heart-led, yeah. blah, blah, gratitude. blah, gratitude. But sometimes it's missing the masculine energy yeah. of like, Go and get shit done. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, guys. Like, don't just go with the flow. Um, and we've been in both, so it's really interesting. I think it, it needs to have balance. Yeah. Like, I don't – I honestly think, like, a really masculine-led business, like, yes, it might, like, crush it money-wise, but I think there'll come a point where it's, like – Well, that's when burnout happens. Yeah, burnout. Mm. And it's also like, why the hell am I doing this? Because you just lose all that. And then, like, the other side is where you just don't get your <laughs> shit together – or you get your shit together, but it takes 10 years when it could have taken two years, yeah. maybe. So I think it is. And like, we're really lucky in that we are in both worlds and like mm. have you and like have seen like everything you do and be like really influenced by that. But then yeah. also be connected to our like well-being, healthy, yeah. heartless And it's m- there's lots more crossover happening now because I think yeah. people, because like, n- I think not everyone like connects with 
the kind of working 16 hours a day and hustling yeah. and hustling like most people Gary now. Gary Vee style. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. A lot of people like love Gary Vee but don't want to be Gary Vee. Yeah. yeah. Never. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. That's really cool. The um, surrounding yourself with positive people and different types of people. Yeah. Or being aware of that because um, in your recent presentation at ProBlogger, you had these, was it five? Yeah. Groups of people? Like mm. why doing, why, like why do we need to be aware of those people and do we need each and every one of them? Well, I think, so I don't think I talk about it too much in the book, but that was more for like that pro blogger audience, which was like, mm. if you, <laughs> bloggers tend to hang out together. And like yeah. the, the best example I can think of was when there was a thread on that Aussie bloggers Facebook group about like using people's images. And like every single person on that oh, thread yeah. was like, oh my God, you can't steal people's images. This is a disaster. Like oh they, they spent God. all day on this thread <laughs> and they're all saying the same thing. No one was open to thinking about a different angle of it. And, um, did we get amongst that? Yeah, did I we? did. Yeah. I was you like, tagged me I in it. I tagged Dan and I was, like, I was like, we use people's images all the time. Like, yeah. what do you reckon, Dan? You're like, yeah. Oh my God. Like, and then we all <laughs> left. We, got, we all we got in trouble. No, we yeah. Well, we all were just like, what are we doing? We need to yeah. get out well, of this That was, that was an example where it's like, oh my God, what am I doing yeah. here? I'm not, I'm not creating anything. I'm not yeah. changing oh any opinions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But that was, so, so that happens, I think, like... <laughs> Bloggers tend to do that, and I'm going to pigeonhole people, which isn't nice, but it was the whole point of the exercise, so I'll do it. Um, so, so bloggers tend to just stay together and think the same. The same thing happens at, like, small business networking meetings. So, yeah. like, you go to them, and, and, like, you hang out of them, and you're just like, who the hell are these people? Like, these, <laughs> like, like, they're talking about, you know, going to network meetings and giving business cards and, like, you know, doing that to grow their little business, local business. And I'm like, you guys got to listen to This Week in Startups and realise, like, there's a whole world out there of customers that are that is way bigger than the people around your local business um but they don't do that because they just hang around the same types yeah. of people yeah. so in my presentation i had i think i had five examples of different sort of people that i keep in my network and all of them had like opposing views on things so like yeah. you have like the spiritual person which doesn't really have any appetite for the hustle but real like kind of is is in this mindset of like well you're on this path to enlightenment. It doesn't really matter whether you make a lot of money along the way or mm. not. It's not going to change anything. And then you have the Gary V's that you're inspired by where it's 16 hours a day. I am what I am. I'm just going to hustle. I'm going to outwork you. Don't get into yeah. business competing with me because I'm going to beat you. Yeah. Um, and Mark Cuban's like that, like super like yeah. he's in business to beat people. It's that it's a like com- competitive professional yeah. sports <gasps> angle of, of business yeah. people. And then you have like the Liz Gilberts, which are, you know, just, just, ba- just make stuff. And if you don't make money, that's fine. Just do it as a passion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and you have, yeah. And so you have all these different types of people. And if you're open to all of them, I think you end up becoming a, a blend of all of them. Yeah. And rather than, you know, hanging out 100% with health bloggers or hanging out with 100% with online marketers who are just, yeah. you know, telling you to spam your site with pop-ups and, yeah. and put these push notification things on your site. And meanwhile, it's like you're killing the trust yeah, and, yeah. and you're just getting one side of the advice that, that like a designer someone who like cared about the user experience would tell you the complete opposite. Yeah. And there's plenty of examples of companies and people who are led completely by design and not by marketing that have done really, really well. So why would you only listen to one side of the equation? So true. Yeah, Apple doesn't have a pop-up. Yeah, no, most, <laughs> most big startups, most big startups Joy don't Valley have pop-ups. I, and I guess yeah. it's about opening your, your, broadening your mind, opening like, what's around you and not having that tunnel vision like this like being told something being like this is all i'm gonna do to be successful Mm. but actually like looking elsewhere and i think creativity can help you do that like because when you do go down that creation path whatever you're doing like you're just happier Mm. and you're Mm. you're you think you can think bigger i think as well and and then that's going to open your eyes up to all the opportunities and people around you yeah magicness the the other thing that happens is like if you if you're stuck in these tight networks of people, your idea of success is warped as well. Yeah. Like, like I, I, and I get this from online marketing because I sort of dabble in the, the internet marketing crowd and you go to these online marketing conferences and the people they're idolizing uh, are not what I would regard as massively successful people. Like they're people who have done pretty well selling info products. You know, they've done pretty well building a personal brand. Yeah. They might have a, like a multiple six-figure business. Um, they've done quite well and that's cool but then there's a whole other world of startups where where people have created companies that are multiple billions of dollars you might not even know their name i mean they might not have a facebook page they might not be doing periscope live calls Um, and and so i think like 
if, if you're stuck in these little... And, and that small business networking is exactly the same. You go to these little networks and there'll be one or two people who are regarded as super successful because they've been in business for a long time or whatever. But in other networks, it'll be who the hell is that person? Mm. And we have that with us too because yeah. I have like the startup world and you guys have the health and well-being world and and you know the people that you're like oh these people are amazing i'm like i don't even know who they are yeah. and and, and you're the same with some of the guys yeah. i'm like oh do you know about this guy and you're like no i've never heard of him <laughs> and that's that and that's proof of why like mixing with different types of people is so good but yeah. what about like what are the tips because you know you can find yourself stuck in a network like what are your top tips for branching out well what i did was i i ignored the people around me and i just went to the internet and that's why I'm so yeah. grateful for things like phones yeah. because I've been listening to podcasts like This Week in Startups yeah. for years and I've heard about all these founders making like, – like Uber, for example, was a conversation. Like Jason was talking about Uber, about a conversation that him and um, Travis had on the weekend that Travis and his mates are going to start this business and you know, Jason threw in 50 grand, which is probably worth $300 million now. <laughs> um, <laughs> And this, and like you watch these companies grow in this network of people. Wow! If you didn't, and then now people know about Uber, people know about Tesla. But these, these, these have been companies have been around for five or six years. Have grown out of this startup ecosystem that no one in the small business network would know yeah. about unless you actually consumed content from different parts of the world. And so that's what I did. I didn't have that many, um, like I actually didn't have that many good local contacts for stuff. So I presented at my first event. I pr- probably presented at five events before I did a single event on the Gold Coast. So wow. I was presenting at Sydney, Bangkok, the Philippines, <laughs> all before I presented on an wow. event at the Gold Coast. <laughs> I was listening to all the, the big overseas podcasts and all of my like online marketing friends, the influencer type people, were all people from mm. overseas. I didn't have any good connections on the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just went to overseas because that, that's where the interesting stuff is happening. Mm. So and so I think... There's definitely no excuses. I mean, you can't say I'm stuck in this network because mm. the amount of people and no the way. amount of content you have mm-hmm. access to now mm-hmm. is is ridiculous. It's almost 100% free yep. Yep. and the opportunities are, are endless. Yeah, so and you can good. like get in touch with these people. I know, so email all them. Social media, them. Yeah. Snapchat them. Yeah. Like, they're not untouchable. And then like, and go and attend the different events. Don't stay yes. at the net, the monthly networking breakfast meeting, local meeting. Don't even meeting. stay at the same yearly yeah. event. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Them up. Well, and like you gave us that advice too, like to yeah. open up, I don't, I can't even remember what you said. Yeah, to open up your circle. Your circle, your yeah. conference circle. Yeah, because I think you, you tend to go there and like everyone thinks the same. Yeah. And, the, and the person who doesn't think the same never gets much airtime. Yeah. So so you go to those conferences and really so you just true. you just get a bunch of the whole wow. same same sort of advice. Wow. So cool. Oh my Far gosh. Out. So exciting. Guys. What do you reckon this book is going to lead to? Cuz like it is a, <laughs> it, like it's different from what you have put out there. Like Yeah. What do you like how do you think people are going to I read don't, it I honestly do have no idea. I mean I I never know whether something's going to work or whether something's not going to yeah, work. He's just creating. Yeah, just the, creating. The, the marketing is not going to be all that full on for it. Like the, my first book, I, I, just, I, I don't enjoy the marketing as much as the mm. creating of it. And I'm in a position where if I don't sell 10,000 copies and make a lot of money, I, it, it really doesn't affect me too mm-hmm. much. So I hope a lot of people buy it. I hope a lot of people get it for free in the first week mm. and share it and spread the message, like the idea that yeah. like every time you're being negative about something, you're actually hurting your own creativity yeah. and other people's. Mm-hmm. So I hope the idea spreads um, and it becomes a sort of book that people recommend or people put on someone's desk when they know they, they need to get out of this mindset of negativity and into the mindset of creating something. So yeah, that's what I hope it becomes, but have absolutely no idea. So exciting. I'm super pumped. What, so is the overall message from the book? Because I was going to be like, oh, what's the mantra you're living by right at this moment? Has it changed lately? Do you have a mantra at the moment? Um, well, I mean, at the moment I've been like presenting at ProBlogger was like an example of where it was like do the hard work. Because yeah. for me, mm. everything I do throughout the year is so easy compared to like presenting to 500 people. Like that is the hardest thing mm, I will ever, so ever hard. have to do. Oh. So. So that at the moment has been my mantra. It's like, well, you do that and after it, you, you, you're reminded why you do the hard work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the purpose of this episode, I think it's just create more than you consume and, yeah. and get in the habit of making stuff. Love it so much. So cool. So guys, if you are super inspired by this episode, which I know that you probably are because I am, I'm so go inspired. and grab a copy of the new book, Create or Hate. 
It's amazing. You won't be able to put it down. It's really quick to read. And then let us know like what you think about it. And if you went and created something, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, share a photo and tag us all in it because we like I think that's what as you said, Dan, like you just hope that people go out and they take the message. So I'm sure you would love to see that on social yeah. media. Well, if for the first week, I'm going to really encourage people to buy it. Well, I download it for free um, and then just use create or hate hashtag to make something and just show us a photo of, awesome. of what you made. And hopefully like a bunch of people will do things that they wouldn't have otherwise done. Yeah. If they didn't read the book. I want to do something cool. We need to think about something. Oh my gosh. We only have, what do we have? Like two weeks? Yeah, but we have to do it during uh, that I week. I know that during that week so we can share an epic photo. Yeah. Yeah. And be like hashtag create or hate. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll think of something. We'll okay. have to brainstorm. Yay. Fine. Wine storm. Coffee Wine storm. storm. Smoothie, Smoothie storm. storm. Yeah, we haven't Chai done a smoothie storm, storm in a while. Let's do a smoothie storm. Okay. I love smoothies. Mm, yeah, we haven't done a smoothie now. storm in a Speaking ages. of smoothies. Smoothie o'clock. Smoothie <laughs> 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 Well, Dan, we want to say thank you. Yeah. And we're so super grateful for you coming on the show again and sharing all your amazing knowledge and inspiration because you're always so epic and always the best. Thank you. I'm very grateful too. I love being on your show. It's my favourite business podcast in Australia. This is my favourite episode. This is, is my favourite episode. My new favourite episode because it's just so it's amazing fun. and fun to be here in real life. And, and that topic. Yeah. I don't know. Can't wait for Magical. the book. Magical. Thank <laughs> you for having me <laughs> again. Our pleasure. Seriously, that episode was amazing. If you loved it, you better go and grab the Create or Hate book right now because it is free for the next week. But if you're listening to this after the week has passed, it's not free, but you should go and get it because it is the best book ever and you will be totally inspired to go and create and not hate because creating is better than hating. Yay! the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.